Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Stack Office of Career Development's podcast, After Class. I'm Catherine Cambria. You may recognize the person I'm speaking with today. Not only is she an alumna of Stack, but she is the one who launched this very podcast back in 2019. Joining me here today is Silvana Molina. Silvana, how are you? I'm good, Catherine. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, I'm super excited to be, exactly. (laughs) I'm super excited to be talking to you. This is such an honor to be a guest on the podcast I started um, two years ago. Wow. And you were just telling me before we started that this is surreal, right? Yeah. Oh my God. It's a very surreal experience. It was something that, you know, starting this podcast was just something, you know, that Maureen and I had this idea and it was something I always wanted to do anyway, and just sort of went for it. And, uh, only, only I was only able to do a few episodes before I graduated, but um, it's super cool to be a guest on it. It's, it's, it's very cool. It's very, very flattering. <laughs> you had like some great episodes and one that comes to mind for me as a communication arts major is you spoke with Gianna Pisano, who mm-hmm. has accomplished so much. And I really liked that interview. Yeah, I wanted to get a good range of people, people from all different areas doing all sorts of things. And um, I always found she was so accomplished that, you know, she's a colleague, she was a colleague, a a classmate of mine. Um, And I thought she was so accomplished. And now she's still doing great things. I'm pretty sure she's like works for New Jersey News 12 now, um, which is super cool. You know, as a communications major, that must be so exciting to see other people doing something you might be interested in, I'm sure. And I'd love to learn more about you, Silvana. And from like what I found out about you, it's my understanding that you're a finance major, you were a finance major, and that you minored in English, and that you graduated in 2019. For anyone who, for anyone who may be listening, maybe who's undecided with their major, or undecided with their minor, still thinking about it, why did you pick finance and English in particular? So uh, I'll be honest, I picked finance because I didn't know what I wanted to do originally when I started school. Um, I had always been, uh, one of the reasons I always cite as a reason I picked finance is because I wanted to, I wanted to be able to travel and I wanted to be successful in some way. And I remember I used to watch a lot of 80s movies as a kid. And in those 80s movies, all the successful people worked in finance. <laughs> um, and it seemed very exciting. And you can travel pretty easily in finance um, because it's sort of, it's very transferable among many different industry and industries and different companies. And that was, uh, at that point, that was really all I knew I wanted. Um, so I picked finance and it turned out I had a pretty good knack for it. I actually liked being in finance class. Um, uh, you know, shout out to Dr. Trendafilov. Um, <laughs> he was a great professor. Uh, and uh, I was really good at it, I guess. I had an understanding of it that is uh, that allowed me to help other people as a tutor um, later on in, in college and just allowed me to do pretty well for myself as a finance major. Um, and I minored in English because I also have a love of English. Um, I really, I like essays, I guess. (laughs) Sounds ridiculous, but I do. I like to read um, poetry. I like to read books. I like to analyze uh, those things, which is, I guess, also is leads into what I do now as a financial analyst. I do, I analyze numbers, but um, I also like to analyze text. And so it was just something that uh, I really liked to do. And I had the credits and it was just a nice thing. It was a nice thing I could write, which I also love. Um, so I was able to balance out, you know, my left and right brain, right? The creativity and the more analytical skills. So that's why I did that. 
And we have that commonality a little bit because my minor's creative writing and I love the English classes at Stack. Mm -hmm. That's Especially cool. poetry. <laughs> yes, I do love poetry. Um, Dr. Uh, professor Wendell is uh, the poetry professor, right? Yes. He does poetry classes, yep. Um, it's, 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 it's really fun. I, I, I like that stuff. And I thought, you know, especially since my, my major was so practical, right? Like finance, um, business, very practical. Uh, I figured, you know what, let's minor in something um, a little more fun, a little more for myself. And it's actually been a really good help for me because having those like writing and communication skills are things that people ask for, but you can't necessarily just learn um, through taking a class or something. You, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, what's the word? It's a soft skill. Like you're not going to learn it just by getting a certificate in like uh, Excel or um, R or something, but uh, it's, it's a soft skill that everyone needs, no matter what kind of work you do. So having that English minor just sort of shows that I'm able also to articulate what I want to say and communicate that to people, which is very useful for me in my current role. So. I agree 100%. I feel that writing is applicable, writing and reading are applicable to absolutely everything. And speaking of your current role, I know you work for GSK, which is a pharmaceutical company. Can you tell me about your position and what you do in this role? Sure. So, um, yes, I work for GSK, which stands for GlaxoSmithKline, in case anyone's curious. Um, they are a British pharmaceutical company, with, but they're international. Um, with reach all over the world. Uh, and currently I am called, I'm what's called a finance future leaders associate. I work as a finance partner um, in the US vaccines business unit. Um, I work with the marketing team to analyze their budgets and uh, partner with them on the OPEX operating expenses. Um, so I'm part of a program though called the um, future leaders program at GSK. Uh, it's a developmental program that uh, includes a three-year rotation, um, three years of rotations where each year I'm in a different role learning a different aspect of finance, as well as getting opportunities for mentorship and um, opportunities for networking within the company as an FLP. That's what we're, that's what we're called. Um, and so, yeah, it's been, it's been really cool uh, being part of this program. It's been nice because I get to do different things and I don't have to stay in one place, especially so early in my career. It's sort of built into the program. And um, people also come at you, come at it with the understanding of, you know, this is what you're here for. You're here to learn, you're here to do new things and um, you'll be rotating out of it uh, throughout the program. So it's really cool. So right now, like I said, I'm more of a finance partner. I work with the business like beyond other finance people. So I work with marketing people. Uh, and last year I worked in an area called gross to net, which is a very specific part of US Pharma um, uh, about uh, drug rebates. And I learned a lot about drug pricing in the US and it's very fascinating, very fascinating stuff. It's a very complicated part of our US healthcare system. Um, so I worked there as an operations analyst. So um, more technical, more like accounting based stuff, but it was a good foundation for what I do currently, which is more analysis and communicating. Um, that's what I was talking about before. Um, I talk about finance things, people who have no finance background at all. And so I have to be able to talk about it in a way that isn't confusing or too complicated and in a way that makes sense. Um, and so having that background in English and just in communicating with other people um, helps a lot in that in this role. So, um, so it's very cool and very I'm very into my current role. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much what I do at GSK. Um. <laughs>
Would you say that the work you did as a career ambassador at Stack had an impact on the work that you do now, especially with mentoring? Um, I think so. I would definitely say that. Uh, I loved being a career ambassador at Stack. <laughs> I, I loved it. It was so great. I did it for three years. Um, and through that time, um, I had I learned a lot about resume writing and interviewing, which helped me get this current job, I would say, um, because uh, I mean, this this is a big company. I never worked at a very big company before working at GSK, and I really didn't know if I'd be able to get into a company like this coming from uh, my background. Like, I had internships with smaller companies, and I came from a school that no one ever heard of, you know, let's be honest. Stack is awesome, but no one knows about it. <laughs> um, and I was up against I people coming from Ivy League schools and big state schools. Uh, I remember one of the people I interviewed with um, was from an Ivy League, and it's 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 it was it was very overwhelming at first, but I got offered the role, um, and that was very exciting for me. And I don't think I would have been able to do it without you know having that interviewing experience just by working in career development all the time, resume writing because I would help other people learn how to write their resumes, um, and so being able to do that helped me get my foot through the door. But also um, in career development, I was helping people coming who came in with. Um, resumes, helping them with other resources for career development. I went to a lot of events with Maureen to help her set up and to help her organize things. I was able to talk to employers that were coming to the school and getting that experience, talking, um, getting out of my comfort zone by speaking to people who normally I wouldn't encounter just as a student, uh, I think really helped me when I had to be out of my comfort zone for this interview. Um, for this, like, really, it was, a, it was a whole day interview. I was flown down to North Carolina and everything. So very, very different than anything I'd ever experienced before. I think being a career ambassador helped with um, having the confidence to go for a role like this and to actually me getting the role. And not only do you have this incredible role now, but you've had multiple internships and work experiences while you were a Stack student. And um, it's my understanding you interned for Sterling National Bank, you interned for Village of Warwick, among other places. Could you tell me about those experiences? Sure. So um, we can start chronologically. Um, the village of Warwick, so I'm from a small town in New York State called Warwick. Um, uh, we have Apple Fest every year. I don't know if any of you have heard of it, but it's great. You should go next year if they hopefully have it. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, that was a sort of a, I don't want to say a fluke internship. I just honestly ran, I was trying, it was after the year after my freshman year, uh, summer after my freshman year, and I thought, you know, I would like to get an internship, but it's probably kind of late. It's already May, you know. Um, but I had applied to a couple of things locally, and I saw this actually in the paper, <laughs> in the, like the local paper. I saw this job posting for an intern in the village, and I applied. And I was honest about how much I love my town, and um, in my cover letter, and I talked about how interested I was in local history because those are things they were looking for, and those are all true. I am. And I got the internship and it was very, it was very cool because it's not really anything I do now, but just getting that office experience. I worked with people in an office, right? We, they had lunch breaks, you know, we, we had that office banter. I would work with people at the front desk who came into the village office. Um, I actually used Excel for the first time and, and I would, uh, email people um, in a professional capacity for the first time. So just even getting that baseline experience was super great. And I loved working there. It was, it was a great time. Um, and then that carried over um, into my sophomore year or the summer after my sophomore year, right? The summer after my sophomore year, I had um, 
I can't remember actually when it was, it was 2017 into 2018. So whenever that was, that's when I started the co-op with Sterling National Bank. Um, that was something that I had wanted to do ever since I heard about it. Uh, actually, one of the schools that I had applied to for college uh, was Northeastern University, and they have co-ops. So there are these full-time working experiences where you can get academic credit and you get paid and you work full-time. So that I thought was super amazing and would be super valuable. Um, but Northeastern is very expensive. <laughs> and I wanted to go to Stack. And Stack also had an opportunity like that with the Sterling Bank Co-op. And I was, I was shocked that I, was able, I would be able to do that. Um, and I talked to Maureen about it in career development, the head of career development. I talked to um, Dr. Trendafilov about it and Dr. Mihal because they were sort of the ones helping um, organize that with uh, Sterling. And they helped, they, they put my name forward. I was telling them how, how interested I was in doing that, how eager I was for it. And they thought I, was, I would be able to do it, that I'd be a good candidate. And I did it and it was, it was a great experience. Um, the person, uh, normally I think the intern does a little more intern type work, but because um, when I was there, one of their accountants was about to go on maternity leave. They decided to give me like all her stuff. And so I basically took on the role of an accountant for a good like three months out of the great. internship. Yeah, it was really great. Um, it was, it was a really crazy experience to be thrown into, but I think it's, it made me so much better. I saw what I was capable of doing. And everyone there was just amazing to work with. Uh, really one of the best work experiences I've ever had. Uh, and uh, that was until January, 2018. So that's when it ended. Uh, <laughs> and then the spring after, I think, I got an internship with uh, DeLonghi America. They make espresso machines and um, other products like that. And that was also a really good experience because that was, I think, more of my first experience with financial analysis rather than just accounting. Um, and so that was great too. I was able to do a little more advanced, some more advanced things in Excel, get that experience. Um, the team was also super great there. We had bagel Fridays, which was super fun. Um, and it was, it was, a, it was a, it was a wonderful experience. Um, though I did have to, uh, cut it short, um, at the, once I ended my, uh, my college career and moved on to my role at GSK. So, um, that was also a great experience too. And then now I work full time as a, a real adult, you know, it's kind of, kind of weird to think about. I don't think of myself as a real adult yet. <laughs> I don't either. Like just the other day I was saying something where like, if I'm talking about people in our age group, I have like the habit of saying kids, but we're not kids, but I feel like we're not fully adults though. <laughs> I, when I talk about, um, I was talking to my brother or something the other day, and we were talking about our aunts and uncles, and my, my cousins, we're all like the same age. Some of my cousins are, I have a cousin who's 30, and but I still think of her as like a kid too, and I'm like, oh yeah, the, it's, it's like when the adults all talk, you know, when the adults are all talking at Christmas, it's, but those are just the aunts and uncles. We're all adults now, <laughs> but I still think of us like as kids at the kids' table. Um, I don't know when that's going to change, but Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I know. And um, you mentioned that the Office of Career Development has helped you tremendously with the role that you currently have. And um, it's clear also like with your internships and your work experiences, how did the Office of Career Development help you locate those opportunities? So with Sterling, uh, Maureen, Miss Mulhern, I probably should call her uh, Miss Mulhern, um, 
she was a huge help with the Sterling opportunity. She was one of the first people who told me about it in the first place. Um, I wanted financial experience. I wanted to work in a bank. Um, and that's another thing too. Like I generally, I still do want this like varied experience among multiple industries. And I've had a bit of a banking experience and I'd love to get that again in the future. I worked for like a consumer goods company with DeLonghi and now I work in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, now really I have to check off like tech, maybe banking again, <laughs> and then get all these different industry experiences. And she knew I really wanted something like that. And um, because I was there in career development, uh, I was able to hear about this opportunity before a lot of other people could, um, you know, and it wasn't just because I was a career ambassador, like Maureen also keeps people in mind who visit her pretty often. Um, she, she keeps people in mind as she reaches out and she's like, Hey, I know you are a marketing major and you're interested in this, uh, that maybe you'd be interested in this opportunity, that kind of thing. So Maureen's a super great help for that. Um, and she helped me get my resume straightened out when I applied. And, and my cover letter as well, because I didn't have a cover letter before I joined career development. Um, so that's a very important thing. I think people don't re realize it's important to getting a job because especially nowadays, I, the companies don't want you to be perfect, but they want you to be like a real person who cares. And I think a cover letter is a perfect way to express that in a professional manner, obviously. But it, it's, it's a really good opportunity to talk about actually why you want to work there and why that makes you stand out against versus other people who are applying, who just send the things that they think the company wants them to hear. And I think that can be to a detriment. Like It's better to be honest. And I think that's what got me the job at GSK. I was honest, um, even when I didn't know if that would help me or not. Uh, and I was myself and I got, and I got offered the role. And I know the other person who got offered the role, very similar kind of person. And I think that helps when, cause I think companies can see through a lot more than you think. And so getting that cover letter down with the help of Maureen really helped me with all these opportunities. And when I wasn't sure about applying for the DeLonghi job, because I was doing that while I was studying. So I was, you know, working part-time and, um, and still in school. Uh, she helped me think it over, talk through it. That's also what Maureen's there for. If you're just not sure about something, she's such a great person to, to, to talk it through with, especially because she has so many good life experiences to draw from as well. Um, so with all that, I think, without career development, I don't know where I'd be, honestly. <laughs> I feel the same way. And um, I think that people need to realize too that Ms. Mulhern has a bunch of contacts, which are extremely helpful. And um, one of the internships that I have is with um, WRCR in Rockland County. Oh, and wow. yeah, and one of um, her contacts works there. And I expressed interest um, to Maureen saying, you know, I would really love to intern here. And um, she gave me the contact information. Uh, the woman who ended up becoming my boss. I ended up reaching out. I went on an interview. I sent in my cover letter and my resume. And it just goes to show like the power of like networking and like speaking with the Office of Career Development and meeting with Maureen. So everyone listening to this, meet with her. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% agree. Meet with Maureen at least once to get your resume and cover letter straightened out. Um, she, you're right, exactly. She has so many good contacts. She's been, she's been in career development for a very long time. She has worked, she's also worked in the corporate world. So she has that experience. She knows about, about what it's like 
to be in a working in a company rather than just working as a school in a school and so she can also offer that insight and it's just it's it's she has a lot of good contacts it's it's very useful to go to career development and it's a free resource like it's free <laughs> go <laughs> it's there for a reason <laughs> but we're biased so <laughs> yeah we are <laughs> and speaking of career development you're the one who launched the after class podcast what motivated you to launch this podcast and did anyone in particular motivate you to start it so uh i'm trying to remember i rem i was trying to remember why i started this and i i believe most of it was because of an idea maureen had to do a podcast it must have been a time when we were bouncing ideas and talking about things we could do in career development um and i love podcasts so that's the i'm a i'm like an og podcast listener i've been listening to podcasts since like 2013 and before they were even a really big thing um you have to trust me on that uh, <laughs> um Maybe like 2012, actually. Anyway, not the point. I love podcasts, and I think she expressed interest in idea. In it, she expressed interest in the idea of doing a podcast, and I 100% was there already when she said that. I said yes, let's do that because I love podcasts, and they're very popular nowadays. Um, both the video and the audio only podcast, very popular, and I think it's a really good means of communicating information to people and. Um, talking to people right it's very it's easier to engage when you're just listening to it when you're listening to an interview rather than reading something that's been edited down already um and we just uh, she wanted to do it and I was interested in doing it and uh, I don't remember the details at this point but um I, I know that I heard that she kept motivating me because she was very helpful with everything she helped me find microphones uh we'd have to talk to um the like arts department, they had microphones for something they were doing, some audio project. And so she helped me get those and she gave me a room and time to do the interviews. Um, and so she was super supportive with doing it. And I actually would say even like my family was supportive. Like, you know, once I told them I was interested in doing it, they were like, oh, 100%, go do it. And so that was, that was also a little motivational as well. Um, but I, I was just really interested in doing a podcast. I, I didn't think about it too hard, to be honest, which is, I usually think about things way too hard. But I, I thought just that, you know, I'm, why not do it, right? It's just, it's a podcast, you know, I'm not doing anything controversial. I'm talking to people about their jobs, their careers, their aspirations. Um, and it was something that I also was personally very interested in. I think that's a big thing. Like if it was a podcast about beetles, or something I wouldn't have been as interested I'm not not that into insects but <laughs> uh, because I'm interested in career development um, that's a little passion of mine uh, I was I felt like I was very engaged throughout all of it I loved trying to find people who would come join and people really like being invited to interview for things because it's very very flattering it, I feel like it means that you you see something in them that's worth talking to them about and that's i mean that's how i feel i guess <laughs> so um uh i just I, I guess that was like my biggest motivation just that i was really interested in the subject and um i wanted to do something that would get career development more out there for students um to to know about and uh something that would make an impact uh, on the office especially i mean it's still going after i've left that's so it's so amazing to see that <laughs> 
And you've interviewed a variety of people on the podcast. And I know just before we were speaking about Gianna Pisano in particular, I know you mm -hmm. also interviewed John Rooney and you interviewed others. Who did you speak to and what did you learn from them? Um, so I spoke to, like you said, several people. I'm um, sorry, I don't know if I heard the whole question. I think you cut off a bit there. What was the question again? Sorry about that. <laughs> Who did you speak to on the podcast and what did you learn from them? Sure. So actually, my the first episode we did was I just did it with Maureen. So <laughs> I interviewed Maureen uh, because I do feel like she has insight just beyond being the director of career development. She has worked in um, the corporate world before, uh, and she you know she wasn't she was graduated college not that long ago, and so she has some perspective um, that I think is useful for us. And it was it was a good way to test whether this would be a successful project or not to speak with Maureen. Um, so I really actually enjoyed speaking with her, not just on the regular casual basis that we were speaking on, but about like specific things in her career. And um, so I really enjoyed that episode. I also had a chance to speak with a recruiter at Enterprise named Jennifer Santiago. And uh, we talked about um, women in the workforce and about being a, a boss, like and how being a boss isn't a bad word for women. Um, you know, it's being a boss rather than being bossy, right? Very Sheryl Sandberg lean in mentality. And I, I think it's an important thing to discuss because uh, women in the workforce, they have different issues they deal with than men do. Um, and, and it changes even more if you're a woman of color or if you're a, an LGBTQ plus woman or you're a working mom. Like there's so many different things people face. And uh, we talked about that, being a woman in working and how it, we, should not be, we should not be held back by the idea that if we're being bossy, that's a bad thing. And so that was a really cool conversation to have. I've also spoken with some, a couple of alumni. I'm trying to remember uh, a couple of alumni. One of them, a friend of mine who works for Orange and Rockland currently. Uh, and she was also, she's also a financial analyst. So uh, it was great to hear that career path because for me personally, that was something I was aspiring to, right? Working in finance, talking to someone working in finance. I also spoke to some friends of mine. <laughs> I was in the honors program at Stack, and so I spoke to a couple of friends of mine in the honors program who were doing different things than me. So for example, John Rooney was a marketing major, Gianna was a, uh, a communications major, and my friend Ashley Joseph was a psychology major, and she actually was gonna be pursuing um, higher education afterwards. So I thought that'd be a really good perspective to get to because I know some students want higher education after they've graduated, uh, but Stack doesn't necessarily have all those resources for all types of students, right? I mean, we don't have a doctoral program or anything, but it's still like good to get that perspective from someone who is working toward that. And she had done these really cool, um, I, don't, I don't know what the term is anymore, but basically like research assistantships with like NYU. She, when she graduated, she did something with Columbia, the Columbia Business School, very impressive institutions. And again, she just came from a school like Stack. She's a very, she was a very impressive woman. And um, uh, so I thought that would be really interesting to get that perspective too. And I actually still have the episodes up. Um, and I finally, I interviewed an alumni who was a friend of mine, an alum who's a friend of mine who had started her own um, fitness business on her Instagram. And I thought that was really inspirational. She worked as an admissions counselor at Stack, but she also had a nice little side hustle. And I thought that was super interesting too, because I think that's a different perspective as well, right? I mean, you don't always do what you got your do, what you, what you um, 
well, technically, actually, she had a business degree. So yeah, her business degree helped her start her own business. And so I think that's super cool and inspirational, too. I just wanted to get a big range of people. And um, if I had been there, if I had done it for longer, I wonder what other kind of people I would have gone. I, mean, I would have liked to have gone someone more in tech. I never got a chance to interview someone in tech. So uh, <laughs> I was just going to ask you if the interviews inspired you and you just said it. And I, I almost like experienced the same sense. And recently I, um, I interviewed Patricia Stark mm -hmm. who graduated from Stack in 1988. And like, she's like a big name in the field of communications and she coaches people and she has experience as a news anchor. And to think like she graduated from Stack and that the podcast you created is amazing because it provides a platform for people to give advice, for alumni and for current students alike. Thank you, that's so nice to hear. And I was listening to that episode you and you, you um, had with Patricia Stark. I think that's very cool that you got her to come and, and talk. Um, I, I think they are all, I think it's all inspiring, right? To someone, right? It's just to see what you can do. These are successful people. And um, I'm flattered that you, you must think I'm a successful person. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Of course. <laughs> You're thank an inspiration you. too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's very, it's very flattering. Do you have a favorite episode of the podcast or is there one episode that stands out to you that you've done? I think probably one of, one of my favorites is the one with Maureen because I always enjoy speaking with her and it was the first one I ever did, right? Um, I think actually another favorite of mine is the one I did with my friend Ashley because I knew nothing about psychology. It was just uh, or or anything like that. I just didn't know anything about it, um, and so uh, it was really interesting to learn about an area that I really just didn't know much about and about academic uh, higher academia, right? Higher education and what it's like to think about going into that and working for. Um, institutions that aren't necessarily corporations so i really like that episode as well but i would say i mean it's cheesy but all of my episodes are my favorite episodes <laughs> you like them in different ways exactly yep and um for any students who may be listening or anybody alumni who may be interested in starting or hosting a podcast what advice do you have for them if they're afraid to do so because i feel like fear may be what's holding them back I would say to just do it. I mean, it's, um, I sometimes I think about these videos. I don't know if you've seen, there's these videos of people who are like about to bungee jump and they're like hanging, they're like standing on the edge of the platform and they're just waiting to, to jump, waiting for themselves to make themselves jump. Um, and then sometimes they just like, they, they start to go for it and then they try and grab back on, but they've already fallen. Um, but I think like I think about these videos sometimes and I think about that situation where you're like standing and you're waiting to jump and the and the waiting is the worst part because you actually see the cliff's edge and you see the ground. So I guess the I know it sounds like it's not it's probably doesn't sound very helpful, but I think you have to just jump like just don't think about it. You just jump. You just turn around and fall back. Um, so I think if you want to start a podcast or really if you want to do anything, you just kind of have to do it. Uh, so just do do something that I guess I would say like tell other people to have accountability partners right um, like I recently started running but I'm not 
someone who runs like I'm not a person who runs I guess now I am but <laughs> uh, so what I did to like help me keep the habit is like I've told people in my life that I run and so they sort of expect me to run every day and now if I don't I'm kind of like oh I didn't run today I have to tell them in a way that I haven't done it so I think it's good to tell other people like I had Maureen expecting me to do the podcast I had said I committed to it by saying I'm gonna do the podcast I jumped I said I'm gonna do it and she's like, okay, great. I want to see stuff for that. And so that made me actually go and do it. Um, and, you know, you can start small. Like I started small. I interviewed Maureen. She was someone who I knew, who I knew would say yes to an interview, who I felt comfortable talking to, and who was easy to set up time to speak with. Um, and so I was able to do that uh, relatively easily. So I think like starting small, but starting in the first place is the, is the biggest thing to just like take the leap, say you're going to do it, open a, like open an account, um, download down like audacity, download your podcast editing software, um, email someone and say, I'm going to start a podcast. Would you like to be on it? It's like, now you've said it, you cannot take it back. <laughs> um, so I think, I think that's the thing, like just take the leap. Um, and it's, it's pretty easy nowadays. Like podcasts are very common. So there's a lot of resources for um, starting your own podcast. Uh, Audacity is a great editing software. That's what I used, but that's because it was audio only. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's really it. Like start small and just start in the first place. And what other responsibilities did you have with the Office of Career Development in addition to running the podcast? And would you say that these responsibilities and the podcast had an effect on the career that you currently have? So um, I don't know about currently how, I guess, well, I guess they did. Um, the responsibilities that I had were uh, resume writing help I offered. So Maureen put me and the other career ambassadors through uh, um, a little, like, uh, what's the word? Training, um, like, a, like a few weeks of training uh, for resume writing. So we learned and I learned how to write resumes and how to edit them and how and the basic things that we need to know um, as a general rule for resumes. And after I was able to do that, I was able to help other people with writing their resumes and editing their resumes. So that was one of the things I did, as well as editing cover letters um, and actually helping with interviews for people. They could come in for like an in for practice interviews as well. So that was also something I did. Um, and I, uh, did the podcast <laughs> and I was actually was like sort of the marketing person I would make I almost forgot about this I would uh, make uh, posters and um, the digital slides on the TVs at stack I would make digital slides for the events we had um, so that people would notice them people would hopefully come to them <laughs> and Maureen used those slides in her emails that she sent out to remind people of events um, and I also was in charge of the the Instagram and Twitter accounts so I posted on Instagram as well as much as I could try and take pictures of our events and um, uh, using the slides that I made and making Instagram posts about the events the visual things that I hoped would be eye-catching and I'm not a marketing I was not a marketing major so I don't know how well I did with that but I tried my best and I enjoyed doing it uh, and I also um, wrote up other interviews uh, beyond doing the podcast I also um, wrote up interviews for the blog as well um, so those are my main, those are the main things that I did. Uh, and I also helped with events, like setting up events or meeting with the, the um, employers or speakers before Maureen maybe was held up with something else, the little things like that. So whatever Maureen needed, pretty much, uh, that's what I did. 
And it's a lot of great experience, like working with the Office of Career Development. I'm going through training right now for like helping students with their resumes and like doing mm -hmm. work with social media marketing and the podcast. And it's a lot of fun. And I feel like it's great because it's with the school. But also, like you said, like earlier in the interview, you learn about like these internships and these job opportunities like really early on. Yep, exactly. I mean, you're the first you're the first person that's not more. Okay, sorry, sorry. I thought the thing got frozen. <laughs> I love the, the tribulations of using Zoom. Also, I need to move over. The sun is way too bright. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you're the first person to learn these things because you get that closeness. Um, working in career development, you're working, you're finding out stuff about employers. And um, Maureen's the first person, uh, you're the first person Maureen thinks of. And when she has an opportunity that she thinks you might be interested in, or that you you have a friend who might be interested, you get that face to face. Um, and so I think that's super useful and helpful with um, finding careers and finding internships. Like again, like the co-op that I did for with Sterling, I found out you know through Maureen and through my finance professors, and this is because I talked to them about it and I knew Maureen. So. And my final question for you is, as an alumna of Stack. How does it feel that the podcast that you started continues to exist after you graduated? And how does it feel being interviewed on the platform where you were normally the one conducting interviews? Um, so uh, like I said earlier, I think it feels very surreal. You know, it's almost like not like real life, right? <laughs> um, something that happens like in a movie or something. Um, and I think it's, I think it's really great. It's just, it's, it's gratifying to see that, that someone saw this thing I did and thought it was worth pursuing after I was gone. Um, so, so thank you, Catherine, for that. <laughs> um, and of course, like I'm, I'm not there anymore. So I'm totally chill with people with you or future people changing things, you know, change the name, change the cover art I did like one night <laughs> in March. <laughs> um, I mean, feel free to do that. You know, it's yours now, not mine. But uh, it's still really, it's still really flattering to see that there's people who are interested in doing the same things I was interested in and um, people who liked what the work I did. I mean, now, yeah, probably I do things a little differently because I know more, but I'm super proud of what I did in the time that I did it. And um, it's super nice to be interviewed. I keep saying super, but that's, that's what I do. Um, it's, it's very flattering and it's really nice to be interviewed for this. This is, this is cool. <laughs> well, it was really nice to interview you and to meet you. Yes, it was super nice to meet you, Catherine. You're so, you're so kind and friendly. It was great to be interviewed by you. Oh, you too. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yep, no problem. Anytime.